All right, well, welcome everybody to Series 1, Episode 2 of Two Docks on a Boat. And we're very excited that we were able to have a launch episode. And uh, we have had a pretty great response, actually, to uh, to that first episode. And um, we're ready to uh, go on to Episode 2. And uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you, Dave, um, what did you think about Episode Number 1? How did you feel about it? I felt pretty good about it. It um it seemed like it uh it seemed like it flowed pretty well. Okay. Um have you talked to anybody that uh, gave you any kind of feedback? Uh, yeah, they they liked the um they liked the the uh the medical in that vein of speaking of some scientific activity. You know, it is cold and flu season and um, Thanks, Ross. I'm glad you brought that up. It is cold and flu season, and I actually had a cold a couple of days ago. You sound ago. a little raspy now. Did you, maybe you need some some pharmaceutical. I'm pretty heavily I'm pretty heavily whacked out right now on decongestants. <laughs> I don't know what DM stands for on this stuff that I'm taking, but it's got me in a pretty good place. I mean, it's the equivalent of a couple belts. So um, I'm, I'm in a. Pretty- so you got a bit of a cocktail with DM. Any any opiates or benzos or any uh, ETOH uh, involved right now, there? Right now, I'm mixing DM with ETOH, and I think it's got me right where I want to be. I'm in a, I'm in a pretty happy place. That was another comment from the mailbag. Was uh, can you spotlight what alcohol you guys are drinking during the the, the cast? And I, I I'm looking over there. I see you got the Knob Creek bottle out, which is pretty nice. Because I know that's your go-to. I, I'm not a, uh, a a bourbon aficionado. I know there's a lot of um, guys I know, docs, um, other folks I know who are more into the bourbon. Uh, it's kind of like wine in a sense. I don't drink wine, but uh, every now and then I'll have a bourbon. And I, I just, my, my go-to is Knob Creek and uh, Woodford. It seems like it's a little uh, pretentious to buy these bottles that cost five, six hundred dollars when you can buy a bottle of Old Granddad or Knob Creek for fifty bucks and and get to the same place. Well, I would say the Old Granddad. I would I would probably differ with you on little that. Little bite, a little too yeah, much that's bite. A little, yeah, that's kind of like George Dickel. Okay, George Dickel. Yeah, I I when I was uh, in my youth and uh, my stint as a plumber's helper, worked with this guy who. Uh, he, he we get done and go back to the to the shop and he'd pull out of the freezer because you had to drink it like ice cold. This is during the plumbing work. Yes, and he would pull out a bottle this of explain, George this Dickel. Explains why my plumbing work never got done very well. But go ahead. Yeah, he's uh, yeah he's not with us anymore. <laughs> he died at an old age of thirty eight or what? <laughs> yeah, he's he's he was a good old boy. He passed, but. Uh, yeah, George Dickel, nasty, nasty stuff. It's like, what, $2 a bottle or something? Right. I don't know. No, it's good stuff, though. But the point is, you don't have to be pretentious. We're we're uh, we're drinking what we need to drink. I'm pretty happy with with beer and uh, the DM and my cough syrup right now. So, But let's talk a little bit more about this cold and flu season. So I, I know you have a little insight and some opinions regarding vitamin D and vitamin C. And this character that many years ago went on the vitamin C rant and got a Nobel Prize out of it, um, I've often had questions whether or not he deserved a Nobel Prize. I'm, I'm not I, sure. I, I didn't know it. that somebody got a Nobel Prize for vitamin C. What was he? Wasn't he the guy? Awesome. Yeah, wasn't he the guy that like 
pushed it to the point where like the whole world said he invented the prevention of colds because he came up with vitamin C or whatever. Uh, I don't, that doesn't ring a bell. No, no am I making no. that up? Now, vitamin C, I think is, uh, I, I, I take vitamin C. It's, is probably the most potent alpha hydroxy, uh, um, antioxidant there is. The reason why I call it alpha is because in your, your chemical nomenclature and your structure of your chemical compound, vitamin C, it's on, it's the hydroxyl groups on the first C off the, uh, carboxyl group. So, um, very potent antioxidant. So uh, that's what makes vitamin C so so good. Um, well, where 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 is vitamin and, D in this? And thing? you take uh, uh, what was his name? Linus Pauling. That's who I was thinking. Linus Pauling. He was a big vitamin C guy because he thought it would prevent cancer. And there's there's some medical literature that does indicate some possible correlation, but. Nothing defined, but Linus Pauling, he, he would do like mega doses of vitamin C. Yeah. Um, problem with vitamin C is, you know, you, you get to a certain point where there's, the absorption is kind of whacked and then you start having diarrhea from it, which is uh, okay. not necessarily good. So, you know, at moderate, moderate dosing, you know, international unit-wise, it's, it's not bad. The, the other one that, that I... I take once a week is vitamin D. I do a 50,000 uh, international unit once a week. You can do once a day. You can go to the store and get five, 7,000 international unit pills. Take one every day. <clears throat> but vitamin D is, I, I, I think, you know, there's been a lot of research and studies on how that benefits us. Um, historically, obviously, rickets, you know, bone disease, things like that. But, um, you know, we, we convert with uh, the sunlight our vitamin D into bioavailable vitamin D. But unfortunately, where we live in Ohio, uh, we don't get much sunlight. So our vitamin D levels are always very low. So that's an issue. But vitamin D is it's good for many things. Uh, what do you think about all these other supplements you go to these stores and they... They're pushing... Uh, like sal palmetto for your prostate because it's as big as a watermelon? Yeah, what about horsetail grass? Never heard of it. <laughs> okay. No, no, never heard of it. You know, it's, it amazes me when you look on... Uh, when you watch TV, you see this commercial coming up for this over-the-counter medication that will improve your memory. Um, yeah, I, I just... I, I'm kind of shocked that that stuff still gets out You're there. You're not buying in. You're not no, buying in. Not at all. Okay. No, sir. All right. Well, let's I mean, I mean, I, I like to just touch on at least the the old sayings uh, from my experience with. Uh, um, you ever remember the the book House of God? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, if you've done medicine, you know the book. Yeah, you know it's the the saying that uh, there is no body cavity that you can't reach with a fourteen gauge needle and a very strong arm. <laughs> <laughs> right the other one i love for internal medicine and i said this to one of the hospitalists the other day and he looked at me like i had three eyeballs i said hey when you give lasix do you do age plus bun is that your lasix dose <laughs> what'd he say he, he just he kind of looked at me and walked away so <laughs> you know did, it just didn't feel it yeah i don't think he he, he appreciated that i don't know it's uh it, it, interesting i i was at a at a medical staff meeting this this week and had the good fortune to sit and uh, across from this pathologist. Nice man. He looked like um, who's the bald guy on uh, Adam's family? Um, oh. oh, Uncle Fester. Uncle Fester. He looked like Uncle Fester. Smart as a tack. Man, 
guy was just an uh, interesting dude. Yeah, and, then, and then sitting next to me was a radiologist who, uh, during at the, that day, he, he was reviewing a CT, and he found uh, a, um, a third nipple. Okay. Uh, on a film, and he was just jazzed about finding a third nipple. You that know, made his he, day. Yeah, that made his day. Yeah, mem- uh, accessory, mammillary accessory line kind of thing. Pretty rare. It's like a zebra, but I mean, he was he, he found a spot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I mean, should we be looking for that? I mean, if you're out there dating and you're on dating <laughs> sites, should you should that be in your profile? I have a third nipple. Uh, I might be a. I might, I might be a potential. Uh, mutant? No, no. I mean, do you use that in some way for marketing? I don't know about the third nipple. I, I don't know if I've seen it, but uh, yeah, I can, I can understand the the uh, fascination with it. Yeah. You you started a story with me this week at dinner, and I'd like to I'd like to let you go off on that story about uh, one of the careers that you've had, uh, where you were the house officer in a uh, psychiatric facility. And uh, you got into a situation where you were called in for a tongue trauma. Yeah, yeah. Can you elaborate yeah. on how that went down? Interesting. And, and that and that job, that old job, was pretty fascinating. I yeah. didn't know these people existed. Well, I mean, it's unfortunate, but there is uh, obviously a layer of our medical patient population that uh, you know behavioral health issues, and it's it's um, unfortunate. It's, uh, in some cases, it's heartbreaking. But uh, when I was uh, moonlighting, uh, doing a lot of uh, ED work, um, I picked up a gig at this hospital that was, uh, ironically, a, a psychiatric hospital, and, and I covered the ED. But the interesting piece was uh, I was the POD, the psychiatrist on duty. With so, no psychiatric training? Uh, no. No. Okay. All right. Just want to clarify, you don't know anything about the topic, but go ahead. I mean, in, in our family medicine residency, we did, you know, a few weeks with um, one of the, you, you know, the doc here. I'm not going to yeah. say his name, but I mean, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was interesting. But in any event, so you go to, you go to this place in this building and you, you're up in the, your physician's uh, room and you get a call and, and the nurse says, I'll pick you up in the basement because all these buildings are connected and by underground and. I go down and it's like two o'clock in the morning and patient over in building XYZ needs some assistance. So she pulls up in this kind of this modified small electric golf cart. So I, I get on the back of it and she starts busting down the halls and um, I'm thinking, man, is this, uh, is this, is this right? Is this appropriate? This is, this is like in the Mike Myers movie where he's, you know, down in the basement of this facility, and there's a little golf cart, and he's riding around these little mm-hmm. hallways, and yeah, the hallway's four feet wide, and the golf cart's three feet wide. Is that what you're talking about? Exactly. So we get to the building. I go up to the floor. I go down the room. There's this one that's padded room, and this this old boy, he's... he's like one light bulb, one, he's, one uncovered he's, light bulb? He's challenged a little bit, and it was like a 40-watt yellow bulb, <laughs> uh, and it was this plastic, you know, white uh, padded plastic walls and i i walk in there and there is blood all over it looked like a jackson pollock <laughs> painting i mean I, i'm standing looking around doing a 360 and i think you, could, you couldn't splatter any more blood on the wall and this he's is, trying to talk to like me two o'clock in the morning yeah two o'clock, o'clock in the morning, morning. i'm trying to you know get, up, get my eyes so open you're not quite awake yet no no and, and you're and he's trying to tell me some story and he's his tongue's kind of hanging there and i said okay well we're gonna get you 
fixed up here. So I turned to the nurse and I said, I need sutures, some lidocaine. I said, we got to sedate him, get me some, you know, Haldol, Ativan. I like the five and two combo and just kind of mm-hmm. double it. Mm-hmm. Um, Whack them out is where you're going here. I want to put him well, down. Stun him. Stun him. Yeah. Like yeah. a veterinary thing. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a Star Trek stun gun. Yeah. So, and, uh, so they bring me back a hefty bag full of stuff. And I said, wow, okay, uh, what are we going to do here? So I said, well, let's just pour it out on the floor and see what we got. It's like, it was like Halloween, and, and I got a bag of candy. <laughs> so I'm weeding through it. I get everything. We juice the guy, put him down. His tongue's hanging off. I got to kind of put a couple big wax sutures through it just to get him stabilized so we can ship him out. But that was just... Um, of course, I had blood all over me from you know rolling around on the floor with him. I, I, he 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 lost a lot of blood. Tongue's very vascularized. Yeah, you you had a tongue in, incident, didn't you? Well, I'm going to get to that as soon as you as when you uh, when you get done here. I'm going to tell you. I got a little tongue story for you. Yeah, I, so we we put a you know wrapped him up, put a ball in his head, shipped him out, got him out, okay. controlled the bleeding, and you know I think he was did pretty well. Well, my my story's a little more inner from the standpoint that there's I got a little drama with mine drama uh, yeah I was doing the same kind of moonlighting type gig as you you were doing but mine was in a small emergency room in a rural area and uh, my job was to cover the emergency room as a very young physician and um, whenever whenever the case was bizarre uh, the nurses would come and get me very quickly and say, you know, this is out of our league and we, we need you to jump in. So they wake me up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. I go into a room and there's a guy. Why so, is it always at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning? I don't know. I don't I mean, know why it, people don't sleep like it, the rest of us. I mean, do you think it has something to do with the circadian, you know, the, the you ever heard of the, the Samoji effect and the dawn no. phenomenon? No. What, what that's that's that? a, probably a different podcast on the metabolic piece of... Uh, uh, dopamine, norepinephrine, epinephrine, uh, uh, glucagon, um, you know, but any of it, go ahead. I, I, yeah, I don't know why people don't go to bed at night, but apparently there's a world going on out there after we all go to bed. But anyhow, this guy is there sitting with a T-shirt on, covered in blood, with a woman sitting beside him, and he's got his hands up by his mouth, and he's got blood all over his T-shirt, and hands up by his mouth and I walk up and say so what's the problem did somebody punch you in the mouth that was what I said because I thought it looked like he'd been punched in the mouth and he kind of gurgled was this the same hospital where the Amish boy came in and had a rivet right through his finger right through his finger okay yeah. go ahead yeah. yeah dad accidentally threw out a river rivet right through his finger instead of through the uh, saddle of the horse. And took, him, took some bolt cutters to get it out. Dad brought the bolt cutters and cut it off, and we just went about a business. But So I said to him, I said, can you put your hands down so I can understand what you're saying? I don't know what you're saying. And and, and he was like, burp, 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 burp. and I said, seriously, you're going to have to put your hands down. I don't know what you're talking about. And the woman looked at me and said, can you can you be quiet, please? She said, I accidentally bit his tongue off when we were doing it in his van. And I said... Uh, this was his partner that was with him. Yeah. Okay. Well. And I said, uh, run that by me again? She said, we were doing it in his van, and I accidentally bit his tongue off. 
And I looked at him and I said, well, put your hands down. Let me take a look. And when he put his hands down, there was his tongue in his hands. And I said, <laughs> as any good physician would at that point, whoa, I have never seen that before. <laughs> and he was like, well, that's not very reassuring. And I go, I got to be honest with you, man. I've never seen that before. So I said, I'm going to have to make a couple phone calls and see if I can find somebody to help you. And uh, I made a couple phone calls, and I was trying to find somewhere to send him. And everywhere I called said, uh, we can't fix that. Just send him home. And I said, well, I just made some phone calls, and uh, everybody said, we can't fix that. You need to go home. And she said to me, well, that's, that's a problem. I said, well, what do you mean it's a problem? She said, well, I'm not his wife. That's I'm a problem. His, I'm his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. His wife doesn't know we're together. And I said, well, he's going to have a hard time explaining this because, I mean, what's he going to say? You know, those darn electric windows, I got my tongue stuck, but the teeth marks are concave. Yes. Which means the circle looks like it had been bitten from the outside. Yes. If he would have bit it off, it would be convex. Correct. And That's uh, sleuthing, medical sleuthing, <laughs> medical 101. Sleuth yeah. And so I said, you folks have a problem much bigger than the one that I can help you with tonight. And uh, they were not about to go home. So I put the tongue in a jar of uh, salt water, and I sent him to another facility. And when he got there, they sent him home. They can't sew a tongue back on. Yeah, it's tough. I, I, the guy I had, he, he had about two-thirds chewed into it. He had about a third hanging on. So I just threw in a couple big, I don't know what they were, 3 0 and, uh So there's yeah. a lesson to be learned there about I, when you go out on a date. Okay. Or when you're out on the websites searching for dates. You know, <laughs> A, don't do it in the van maybe. I don't know. Uh-oh. Watch, yeah. where, watch where the tongue goes. I don't well, know. that's a different. There's, there's a lot of take-home messages here, but, uh, yeah. So uh, that's, our, that's our tongue stories for the evening, and I, I thought that was something interesting that uh, you all as listeners would, would want to know because uh, when you do this long enough, you see some very strange things. Yeah. Um, some of my early years in the ED, um, impressive what the human body will a take and what the human mind will do. Okay. So it's kind of like, you know, it's like the, uh, the hospitals, right? We get him Lasix. How much? I don't know. Okay. What's his age? Plus the BUN. There's your Lasix dose. <laughs> Got another question for you before we wrap it up here. Cause we're getting down to the end of our time. Um, what do you know about dream interpretation? Where did that come from? I've had a couple fascinating dreams, and I wondered if you had any insight into what dream interpretation I, is. I, 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 would, I, I would think I, you have an opinion about are it. Are you ready to eat some peyote buttons or something? I don't is know. that what I, I mean? I, I keep having this recurring dream that I'm going into a room where people are eating and drinking and partying, but the ceiling is real low. And I can't stand up straight. I have to. I have to slouch over to go into the room. What does that mean to you? You know, you're confined. Maybe your world is pent up. Maybe you need to. Maybe you need to go down in the woods and just shoot some guns. 
you know, have a bourbon, relax, and, okay. you know, I... Right. Well, this is Thanksgiving week, and this is episode number two of TwoDocsOnABoat.com, and uh, we thought we would get a get an episode out uh, so and, you could enjoy it for the holiday season. And, and as we know, you know, Thanksgiving it brings about always the first Monday after Thanksgiving is deer season here in Ohio, so the masses of uh, humanity uh, are going to be uh, trekking out into the woods on Monday to uh, harvest a deer. Yeah. So deer season's coming up. Be careful. Um, watch the deer right now. They're running across the roads at night. All right. So uh, do you have a, a parting thought for the audience regarding uh, Thanksgiving? Um, I would say. I mean, med- how do you like being with the family during Thanksgiving? Do you enjoy yeah. the mass? Do you enjoy all the activity? Yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you drink? Um, no. No? Not no. much? Do you have one last thought? Well, I you know. I guess medically, you know, um, I would say uh, from from a guy, and I'd say his name, but I can't, uh, just a, a brilliant surgeon. Um, he had several rules, um, and one of them was if, if it's, uh, and, and, I, and I hold to it to this day, uh, if it's ooey, gooey, and smells and not yours, don't touch it. Just don't touch it. Okay. I think on that note, we can uh, we can bring this podcast to a close and say that uh, that was a learning experience. I learned something from that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take that to the barn. Okay. All right. All right, Rusty. Dave, I'll see you after Thanksgiving, and uh, episode two will be on twodocsonaboat.com as of uh, probably tomorrow. And, and we do appreciate the emails. And we do. And like I said, topics, the, any topics from, uh, you know, survival, bush, um, maybe next time we can talk about water purification and harvesting water in the wild. Yes. You know, got, what not to look for, like Giardia and, you know, parasites and things like that. And another thing to look forward to is we're starting to line up some guests we're going to bring in. Yeah. And I think that'll be interesting. We've got a couple folks that, uh, we have one guy who is a kind of a closet music expert. We've got an investment advisor who uh, we've taken on some fishing trips, and he's going to be with us. And then we have another guy who's a savant who any topic, any topic, anywhere from how to install a hot water tank. To, uh, to ladies' uh, shoes. To ladies' shoes. Yeah. Uh, he'll, he'll be able to give some insight. So, Dave, thank you, and enjoy your holiday. And uh, – I hope you guys have a good time, and uh, we'll we'll see you next time. All right, roll on, roll on. Thank you.